let's go ahead and get cranked up. Welcome to Blueprint Live, our prospecting forum. Recently combined both benefits and P&C just because I know when I'm in the in the room with both sides, uh, I learn things from P&C guys that help me on the benefit side and vice versa. Uh, we, we've got we've got some special guests today that I'm super excited about. I know y'all love when you hear from other people that are having success with good ideas, and so do we. Um, that's what this program is built on, uh, right? Just this uh, this ability to to challenge the status quo, create a better collaboration, and inject a whole lot more creativity into this to make it more fun, easier, easier to track, more systematic. That's what we're trying to help everybody do. Uh, um, of course, showcase prospecting ideas. We do this every week, y'all, or at least, you know, 46 uh, weeks out of the year. Um, and so I'm glad uh, that y'all are here. Um, and, and so uh, I'm going to turn it over uh, to Juice of the House of Brogia, as he's known in our family. Jeff, take it away. Thanks a lot. And, uh, hey, some of you have been really kind and reached out to Chad and me about, because you know we live in Texas. And how um, did uh, how, how do we survive the flood? Which which we didn't have a problem with the flood because we're so far north. But Chad, when you mentioned the word blessing, we have a lot of family in Houston, and, and several of those family members probably had water on their doorstep last yeah. year when all this hit. And not only did no one get hurt, but Chad, I'm not even aware of anyone's home flooding out of our family. So um, yeah, one what a great one young niece. One young niece that lives in a uh, lives in an apartment, so it's really not a problem. So anyway, when you said blessed, Chad, it made me realize how blessed we are that none of our family was uh, was impacted, other than you know just having a really tough week. So yeah, um, so true. true. One of the biggest things that, uh, that that we are adamant about is all of our clients solving this one major bottleneck, and really. It's the, if you distill it down that many times people are struggling to achieve their goals and dreams for one reason. They can't improve the metric of an attempt to reach out to a prospect to move that to a conversation. We're not talking about what happens when they get into a conversation. What we found is if we look at all our clients, the ones that we've tracked, man, they're usually getting an appointment out of about every five conversations. That's really not broken. But what's really broken is this um I, i'm struggling just to get somebody on the phone and when you do what chad and i do for a living a lot of times the phone call you're getting is how do i deal with voicemail and, and let me tell you that, that that is a tough one because this is interesting chad that our other brother daryl brian got back in this business transitioning back from a sabbatical in the ministry and he said you know what i've learned i'm starting to really like it when a gatekeeper starts hammering me at what what, what who i am and all that kind of stuff because she's actually he or she's actually thinking about putting me through to a decision maker. Normally, when there's no resistance, we're just going straight into voicemail. And so, uh, Chad, somebody, Chad, can you refresh my memory on who started the conversation about two sides of a coin or three sides of a coin, if you will? Yeah, it was just a, a client that I've got that that was really excited about just the two sides of the coin. One is the the price side. One, you know, what you pay. And then the other side is what you're getting for the money. The third side that people don't think about is the edge. And and, and that speaks to, 
to our process, which is about how do we make all this work together and, and, and execute, right? So that's kind of how it, it happened. Okay. And I love that because there's something cool about talking about three-dimensional. And so we've got two young, new, aggressive producers that moved from a smaller agency to join our client, Dillingham. And Dillingham really understands verticals. They really understand average account size. So these guys are really, in effect, reinventing themselves, Russell Hollinsworth and Jason Blair. And uh, we may hear from just Russell. We may hear from both of them. It's really interesting that these guys are a team. And I met them. I thought maybe one was the door opener and one was the closer, and they're not. They just feel like one plus one is going to equal three or four or five. And so these guys split everything they do. So on the rolls, it probably looks like one producer. So really interesting. So that they've been coming. Hey, I would also producer. point out about Russell and Jason, Jeff, just in full disclosure, they are extremely physically attractive. So if you feel like maybe that's an asset – uh, in the prospecting game than it would be because they are, I mean, they're distracting to look at. They're so handsome. But both of them, Chad, in your view? Both of them extremely attractive. And together, again, one plus one is lookout. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. And for all the new clients on the phone, uh, I haven't introduced you to my brother, Chad. You just got a little peek into his psyche. So, so <laughs> it's, great. it's great when we take the 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 uh, concept and see two guys out executing it. So these guys were all in on creative drops and ice carvings, and so it just became which one are we going to go for? And so for them, uh, they liked the conversation about the coin, and we've actually included Chad. I think they were kind enough to send us pictures of the coin that they're using. Chad, if you want to show, it. yeah. So um, Russell it, it, and or Jason, if so, so tell us about. We just want to kind of understand what you're doing and why and, and what's working. It's not. So so t tell us about why you picked this coin. What was it? Was it because it was cheap, how it looked, easy to get there? Just how'd you pick the coin? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. And welcome. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for calling me young and good looking. That doesn't happen very often, so I appreciate that. The uh, on the On the coin um, – like you said, we're, we were new to this idea, so for us, we wanted to start with something that wasn't going to cost us a whole lot of money to, to get going on because we, you know, we didn't know if this was going to work or not, but we were going to give it a shot. So really, we just went with the gold dollar just because it was easy to get and it didn't cost very much. Okay, and let's talk about how you're getting it into the hands of the prospect. Is it by mail? Are you dropping it off? How, what does that look like? We physically drop it off. Uh, we put it in a in a uh, standard card that um, with a note on the inside and the, the envelopes addressed to uh, whoever we're dropping it to, whatever decision maker we've, that we found out we think would be the person to, to go to, you know, and you guys have spent enough time with us to know we're not really smart. So we just basically steal everything that we can to, to try to do something. So this, a lot of this comes from uh, obviously from you guys and then also from a guy in our office, Justin, who does it with lottery tickets. And so we, Kind of stole his approach on that and thought it was a really great on how his multi-touch system that you guys have on the you have all that on the website super. but super so. super hey so so would it be about the size of a thank you card type envelope that's exactly what it is it's a thank you card uh and an envelope that we just got at uh office max or walmart or somewhere i can't remember blair got them so hey also i don't want to minimize the coin that you chose believe it or not some people might even struggle with that too, including me. What type of coin would I would I use? 
And this is a, a, a dollar gold coin, you said? Yes. And what, you just get them at the bank? You said they're easy to get. Yeah, I just got them at the bank. I love it. Okay. So, uh, hey, let me ask. This will be for Chad Jenkins and for Russell and Jason. Um, if I wanted to mail these in, in a thank you note type card with no return address, would it have the same impact? Does it matter that it's dropped off? Because we're working on an execution layer. We're wanting somebody that's struggling today to hop off the phone and go replicate your success. And somebody may be thinking about mailing these. So I don't know that any of us know, but I'd love to know what everybody thinks. Well, I can give you my tag. I've got a client that literally is ground zero uh, in, in New York City. And they do not have access to these buildings. You just can't go in them anymore and walk around and drop stuff off. So they have to mail. And even our coffee card drop, they ended up mailing them. And they have really gotten a decent penetration. I love to be just that principle of reciprocity that we talk about a lot. I love being able to say, hey, I came by your office and dropped that off because I feel like maybe we can get – better reciprocity out of it. Um, but however, with this coin drop, I think it's cool enough and unique enough. It's got the money thing in it. As long as they know, uh, that, that it's something out of the norm, which it, it probably should be because, because they're getting it. It almost looks like an invitation or a thank you card that's handwritten. And we can put our return uh, address on it. The post office needs to have that or it goes into a other pile and automatically slows it down. It doesn't need to put it. You don't need to put a name. You could just put your home address on the back. Just, you know, one, two, three, oh, Main like Street. Yeah. Just so one, two, I three, like Main Street, you know, kind of thing. So two hey. things. A, handwritten, if you're going to mail them, handwritten, not a label. And B, right. either, if you have a P.O. box, that's fine. Uh, or put your home address. And I'm sorry, Russell, I think you're about to comment on it. Yeah, well, I just could say, you know, for us in Oklahoma, we don't have that issue. So I, I like dropping them off for uh, a couple of reasons. One being, you know, when you come in and, and the gatekeeper immediately, her guard's up, and then you come in with that card and just say, hey, I just want to drop this off for John. She She's like, oh, perfect. And she's happy to see you now. She takes it. Usually she gets up and takes it right back to the person. You see them go as you're walking out the door. Um, and then the second thing is we just had an appointment this morning that was off of a coin drop. And uh, so when we walk in, she's she's friendly with us because she's like, hey, you're the guy who dropped off the coin. You know, you're you're different. You're funny. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Hey, or is she friendly with you because you're movie star handsome? Well, now that probably is true. But, you know, <laughs> OK. So, hey, I, we got a question come across uh, and it's good. And it was on my mind, too. What 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 is the, what's inside the note? So inside the note, uh, we've just written one sentence, and it says, "How many sides are on this coin?" Question mark, and then our name. You know, just whoever's dropping it off. We we take turns. So like, you know, it'd be how many sides are on this coin, Russell, and that's it. Uh, no no business card, none of that. It's just how many sides are on this coin, Russell. Yep. No business card. No other information. Okay. That's right. good. So, and, hey, I don't – oh, go ahead, Russell. I'm sorry. No, I just say – and, and it's, it's really interesting how that's worked because, like, Jeff, you know, we had told you about the appointment we had uh, last week that was, you know, a yeah. huge account. And the guy, you know, Blair had been trying to get in on this thing forever. And uh, 
never had been able to, to get him to respond to emails, phone calls, anything, drops the coin, sends an email, doesn't respond, calls him, he doesn't respond. Then he calls and kind of lays it all on the line on the voicemail. The guy calls me back within 15 minutes. He's like, man, he goes, I've been walking around here for three days wondering who dropped this coin off, who's Jason and why he dropped this coin off. So <laughs> That's the idea. That's the idea so, right there. That's good. And, and we're going to – hey, here's another point. Just because I drop a coin doesn't mean – and we do get calls back sometime in five minutes. Doesn't mean that one call is a problem. It may take four or five calls, but, but we're still going to get a lot more people on the phone. So, hey, I, I want to talk about – we're going to talk about something that that Jason and Russell are doing differently that than we really envision or than we teach, and and I think it points to the the power of creative prospecting. And so yeah. first, I want to share metrics because Chad, I'm not sure we typed the metrics into the next slide or did we? Their metrics. We didn't. Got but if you send them okay. to me, if you send them to me, I can load them in. No, no, I just want everybody to write them down. So on the metrics okay. so far, and we want to compare these to any other form of prospecting that you're using. Okay, Chad, you could you can put them on here somewhere if you want to. So we've got 22 yep. drops, 22 drops, five conversations, three appointments. 22 drops, five conversations, three appointments. Now, let, let me just point out a couple of things here. We're the only firm that I know that tracks the lead indicator for new producers. And we would need 100 phone calls to generate three appointments. And that's gatekeepers knocking us out. It's mostly voicemail. The other thing, this is really interesting. Those of you who have been around us a while, you know that we're trying to improve the metric from attempt to conversation. So here, they've driven their attempt to conversation uh, up to about 20%, five of 22, it's roughly 20%. And, and the typical conversion rate of attempt to conversation is 5%. So, so they've done that fourfold. But here's what's interesting. The normal conversion from conversation to appointment is 20% or one in five. And Chad, you talk a lot about reciprocity. I also think about, I think there's two things. If you look at, they went Three out of five, that, that's insane to talk to five people, get three appointments. This is, this is career changing. Well, here's what's interesting. I think there's two things going on here. One is reciprocity. I think another big thing on we went to the trouble, we did something creative, we dropped it off. Chad, you're saying you're earning reciprocity. I also think that there's not this typical, they don't have their stick up the butt because this, this salesperson called them. It's just changing. We hear this all the time. Creative yeah. prospecting changes the dynamic. It's just a much more fun. So I'm going to get into next. So, so these conversion rates are good. My guess, they, my guess is they're going to continue to grow, go up. But, but I, I want to go back and show you something they're doing that we had never envisioned. And Chad's going to back up a slide, and, and I'll let Russell talk about. Russell, we, we took your email you sent us. So after the drop, you've set up the curiosity. And the next, the way they get the reveal from you and Jason appears to be via email. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. So we, like I said, we kind of stole from Justin, and, and so uh, his, you know, his multi-touch approach we thought was just insane. We thought that was one of the best we've ever seen. So we, uh, so we follow up about three days uh, later with an email, 
and this is this is the exact email we say send. We just changed the you know obviously changed the name of uh, the person we're sending to and the business name. And uh, so we send that. If we don't get a response on the email, then we're going to call the next day. Um, and now Justin and his multi-touch approach, you know, he says, would you be open to a 15-minute conversation? I'm going to call you tomorrow at 9:17 a.m., um, which we think is great. But uh, Blair and I, you know, the the time frame deal kind of we were we were afraid that we would drop the ball on that, so we didn't do that. So the okay. um, but so we, that's what we do. We send the email, then we follow up with a phone call the next day, and then uh, you know, according to Justin's approach, if you don't get them either way, then then we send it out in a letter. And obviously, we've okay. only done, we've only done 22 drops, so we're still in the process of of kind of doing that. Yeah, yeah. you're still sorting through uh, of the five of the the 17 that haven't responded. You, you're or or that you're in conversations with. You're still kind of farming those, even. Sure. Yeah. So we still got, we two approaches on those. To, to go through before we're, they're dead to us. Yeah. Hey, just, yeah. just an idea for some of you. Um, so Russell's referring to somebody in his office that executes executes this well. If you can get an email address, what what I would add, and nine seventeen might not work, but I could tell a guy I'm going to call you at nine twenty tomorrow, right, to talk through this, and then I could send him a calendar invite, and some people might accept. I can still call them. So let let me tell you what's different. A lot of you know this. So. And this is why I'm saying there's a lot of different ways to get there. These metrics are really good. So a lot of you know, we actually wouldn't follow up with an email. We actually believe that because of the email, Russell and Jason may be talking to less people because what the guy told Russell is, I've been, uh, or told Jason is, I've been wondering who sent that. So we actually call from our cell phone and say, hey, I sent you that coin. I want to make sure you got it. Make sure why you let make sure you do why we send it, and also see if you and I agree on how many sides are on that coin. So here's my point: we love the email. It's a multi-touch strategy. It works, and so that's part of real life. Chad and I envision it. I just call in his. I'm going to get the guy's voicemail and say, "Hey, I sent you that. Call, make sure you got it, and tell you why I sent it, and also see if you and I agree on the number of sides or whatever my message is. Give me a buzz." And we think we can engage with more people. I love the multi-touch. I love setting them sit. Hey, how long do you let it sit before you send the email, Russell? Uh, I think we've been doing about three days. Okay, perfect. Three I love four. that. I, I think that's about right. So, and here's kind of the message. Here's one of the things that we've been working with Russell and Jason for, I don't know, six or eight weeks. And one of the things I love about you guys is you take action. And so, man, if you're on this call and you're struggling with prospects, a couple things I would tell you. You've seen a lot of stuff through the forums that'll help you solve the problem. Decide to decide that you're not going to have this problem anymore. And here's the other thing. I, I think we can almost be too professional sometimes. And so if you can be uber professional, some of you may think this isn't professional. Man, we, we think having a full pipeline is really professional. When these guys talk to them, they can make it, um, they can make it very professional. They can transition in. And so I I would really encourage you, if you've been seeing these ideas and you haven't executed it, one of the reasons I think we picked this one is, man, these are inexpensive, they're easy to get in the hands of the prospects, and they work. So, hey, Jeff, can I uh, add something? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, that's what I would say, too, is uh, for us, we were, we were skeptical about this coming in. Uh, obviously, you know, I've been in the business for 10 years doing it a different way uh, that – 
wasn't successful. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't wildly successful uh, as I think this can be. But the, uh, you know, so we were kind of worried, you know, that, that that idea of it not being professional. But for us, we're only using this on accounts that we can't, uh, we don't have another in it on. So like if, if we don't know, I mean, we're still going to go the traditional route of, hey, if we know somebody that knows them, we're going to try to set up an appointment that way. We're going to do the Great. into thin air. We're, you know, the into thin air we think is fits us really well, so we do that a lot. And we, you know, so we've probably had four or five other appointments doing it that way. But for us, Dude. these are accounts that we have nobody that we know that can get us in on it. So, man, and, and these are great. These are huge. These are huge accounts we're dropping on too, which is funny because for us, we would have never in a million years thought, "Hey, we're going to drop a dollar coin at a two hundred thousand revenue account and have a chance to talk to somebody." But hey, and so hey, what what I would add to that as we wrap up, man, you're still dropping that coin on a human. And God right. made humans curious. We're curious beings. So, hey, Chad, anything to add or any questions before we wrap up? Yeah, so one thing, for, for those of you new on the call, we keep talking about this lottery drop. It's on our website, in our prospecting folder, uh, uh, on either side, whether your benefits or P&C, they're both up there. So you all can refer back to that if you're not aware of it. Another thing that I, and man, I think about this and talk about this. We even talked about it somewhat in our benefits differentiation forum. What I love about this email that, that, that is powerful, just being a student of this game my whole life, that this phrase that seems counterintuitive to most salespeople that says, to be candid, I don't know how uh, we can help AEI. That that is one of the most powerful phrases in this that will get us a lot more appointment. We're not pushing our idea on people. We're not we're not claiming something. They hear bold claims all the time, and and, and don't take this out if you're contemplating doing it. Leave that line in. Yep, love it. Hey, Russell and Jason, man, I want to really thank you guys for just your willingness to share and be open and hop on the call with us. And for those of you. If you're new to a call where we highlight a producer, we don't script these. We just tell them, hey, look, hop on the call, tell us what you're doing. And what we're hoping is that you got the level of specificity out of this, that you can go get these coins and you can start dropping them on prospects that you have no connection with. And you can really start increasing your pipeline, which is a real game changer. There may be senior producers on this call. And, and man, as a senior producer, you got this skill set, and a lot of times you're not putting it into motion. So this is a really easy way to put in an hour or two a week and get your pipeline back to where it wants to be. Go double your book of business. All right, Chad, that's all I got. If we're done, Russell and Jason, I want to thank you guys again. Well, yeah. hold on. Hold on. We got a question here. Let's – uh, uh, yeah, so, Dylan, they took, we, we talked about this. They, they email after the first drop, and then they call. Any other right. questions you all have before we hop off? Uh, as this is a forum, so I want you all to be able to ask uh, the the models, the male models. <laughs> all right, going once, two times, three times a lay. 